Okay, well, good morning, everybody. Hey, my name's Clayton, pastor here at Central, and I'm glad that you guys are with us. If you're a guest, I'm pumped that you're here um, with us today. Man, just like we, we uh, just saw this video, uh, how many guys uh, grew up playing Tetris? Anybody in this room? Okay, Tetris was a pretty awesome and legit game. It started out in the 80s, and in 1989, man, it hit the United States uh, by storm. And it first came out on this amazing device called the Game Boy. Anybody remember the Game Boy? I mean, when you got a Game Boy, you thought you'd arrived. Like, we were at the pinnacle of technology, you know? And we had the, the Game Boy, and you had the little tiny screen. You used to have games. You had cartridges you got to put in, you know? And I remember playing Tetris on that thing. And I think it's how a lot of us got our got into the, the anxiety game a little bit. You know how, te how Tetris goes, where, I mean, it's... It's just all fun and games, and you're trying to make the blocks fit. And as you progress, it gets faster and faster and faster and faster and faster until, like, you can't handle it anymore. And those blocks are just going boom, 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 boom. And you can't, you can't get them to move fast enough and give them the shapes they're at. And I just remember, I still remember that when I was, from when I was little, of just, like, that anxiety of going, ah, and I can't get it to, to go to where I want it to go. And I was thinking about this, that sometimes for us, we're the same way in real life. Like, have you ever felt like you just don't fit, you know? Like, you're, you're a, a square peg, like, trying to go in a round hole, right? Like, you just can't find exactly where you're supposed to, to fit in. Well, the next two weeks, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that exact subject. We're going to talk about it. We're going to open up God's Word, and we're going to look at... God's guide for us to finding your fit. So if you came in here today going, man, I just don't know if I am in the right spot. I don't know if I really belong here. Or maybe I'm in a, in a place in this church and I'm just not, I don't feel right. Well, today I hope and I pray, and today and next week, we're going to be talking about finding your fit. Because we all want to belong, don't we? We all want to find where we fit in, where we belong. In fact, they did a, a big a research study on HR departments in all of these companies all across the world. And they asked employees, where was the, the greatest level of satisfaction? Was it in your pay? Was it in your, in your benefit package? Was it in your work environment? Like, how did you find the most satisfaction in your job? And the greatest level of satisfaction came from belonging somewhere, like having this sense of belonging. It was greater than all of the other things that were offered by the company. Having a place where you felt like you belonged was the greatest thing for employees. And honestly, it's a basic human need, isn't it? It's just, like, it's just like food and shelter. We desire it. We crave a place to belong. In fact, God wired us that way. Our brains, when we, when we process uh, the desire for belonging, it's the same thing that's going on in our brain as if we were hungry for food. Like we desire belong, belonging just like we are hungry. And when we have this feeling of being left out where we are, we're missing something, our, the chemical responses in our brain are the same thing that happens when we have physical pain. We do not like it. We want to belong somewhere. And every single one of us over the last couple years, we've had some tragic things happen when it comes to belonging and fitting in somewhere. 
Almost every single one of us, we've felt disconnected in some way. We've, we've felt like we've missed out, well, like we're, we're losing connection with people because of COVID and lockdowns and how the world has changed and everything is just a little bit different. But guess what? You're here now, and that is awesome. And you're here for a specific reason. And God has you here not by chance. It's not a mistake that you're here. But I think you need to understand something about coming to church. Okay. In fact, I'm going to put it up on the screen here today, and it is this, that the church is not something to attend, it's a place to belong. Okay. The church is not somewhere where you just come and show up and, you know, make that seat warm, okay? The, the church is a place for you to actually belong. And at the center of the church is Jesus and the gospel, which is the message, the good news of Jesus, which is that he came to die for you to live a perfect life, to be the perfect sacrifice on your behalf. The gospel is that you are a sinner in need of a Savior, and God knows that and loves you so much that he sent Jesus to take your place. And all he's asking for you to do is trust him and give your life to him. And he promises that he will transform your life. You know, Jesus had some really amazing experiences in, that we read in the story in the New Testament. And one of them is that he belonged to a group. He had this tight-knit group of people. They're called disciples or followers. And it wasn't just the 12 guys. There was more than that. But he had this group where he, he belonged. And he belonged because he spent quality time with them. And he, he showed them something, what it, what it truly means to belong to, to a group. And time and time again, Jesus he shows us how we can belong as well, how we can fit into the church, into the mission that God has for us. And it's not based on attendance. It's not based on just showing up. It's not based off of coming and getting coffee on Sunday morning. No, Jesus shows us that at the center of finding your fit is this desire to serve other people. Like this is what, this is how God created us to be. It's like these, this, these Tetris pieces. Have you ever... What's your favorite piece in the Tetris? Mine is the one that like the, the straight one, right? And you like build up on one side and you get all, all four like, like rows perfect. And then that, that one piece comes and you can, you can bring it down and just like have that super like block destroyer thing, whatever it's called, right? And uh, like you get these bonus points. You're like, awesome. Well, that's what like serving is. Serving in the church is like this special thing that you have an opportunity to do. And it's where you can find your best fit. Because if you feel like, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like I belong. Well, my question is, are you serving? Are you serving anywhere? And Jesus actually, he doesn't just talk about that we should serve. He shows us. And he, look, look at this in John chapter 13. See so you have your Bibles? Open to John 13. But I'm going to show you here on the screen. Now, as you're turning there, let me give you a little background. Jesus is about to go to the cross, okay? He's about to die for the sins of the world. And he's with his guys. And he is spending time with them, and it's getting towards the end, and he realizes it. And here's where it says in John chapter 13, starting verse 1. It says, before the Passover celebration, Jesus, he knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. And he had loved, get this, he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. I don't want to skip over that because I think it's a really important thing to think about, that Jesus, he loved his disciples so much. And he's going to show just how much he loves his disciples. In the same way, 
He's going to show just how much he loves today's disciples, his disciples of today, which is us. If you're a follower of Christ, he loves you this much. Here's what he says. Here's what happens. Starting in verse 4, he says, so he got up from the table. He's going to show it. He's going to show him just how much he loves him. He gets up from the table, he took off his robe, and he wrapped a towel around his waist. So as this is happening, you imagine being a disciple and just, I mean, Jesus had never done anything like this before. This was crazy, radical. As a disciple of a, of a master, of a, of a rabbi, you would never think that a rabbi would do something like this, that would, that would stoop this low in humility. And Jesus begins to do this, and these guys are like, hmm, like what is going on? He wraps the towel around his waist, and verse 5 says, and he poured water into a basin, and then he began to wash the disciples' feet and drying them with the towel that he had around him. So here, Jesus, he pulls an audible. I mean, that's my sports reference for today, okay? So Jesus pulls an audible, and he surprises, he surprises everyone, and he's showing us something. He's showing his disciples, and he's showing us something about love. And I think this is really important for us to get, that, that love isn't just a word. It's not just a promise that you give someone. No, love is an action. Love is an action. And Jesus shows just how much he loves his disciples, okay, his group, his guys. He shows them just how much he loves them through his action. You see, love is not something that you have. It's not a feeling. You've probably heard this before. Love is a, a verb, right? Love is a verb. It's action. And it has feet to it. And speaking of feet, imagine what the feet were like of the disciples. These guys, sandals, walking on dirt roads, lots of animals on dirt roads, put two and two together, you know what's on their feet. Nasty and disgusting. And that's actually what a servant would do. A servant would stand at the door. When a guest would come to the house, the servant would take the, the guest's sandals off and they would wash their feet. It was a lowly position, but it was a very important one. It showed them great honor. And Jesus, the master, God himself comes and he washes the disciples' feet. And if you want to show people that you love them, here's what you need to do. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus to them because he was a servant. The Bible says that Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Let me say that again. He came to serve other people not to be served himself. And love is letting other people into your life like that, where you, you serve them and you, you are for them and you let them get into your life. You let them get into your wallet. The way you spend your money is affected by how much you love these people and want to serve them. The, the, the idea of loving someone gets into your, your schedule and you schedule time to be able to spend time loving them and serving them. It gets into your to-do list and it affects your day. It's seeing a need and actually not just seeing that and just wishing and hoping that someone takes care of it. It's seeing a need and you actually go and do something about it. And look what Philippians chapter 2 says. It says this, don't be selfish. Because I think that's something that we all kind of tend to do. I mean, man, spend a day with me, you'll realize that I'm a pretty selfish person. We're pretty much all selfish. And the Bible says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. But instead, get this, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. This is what the Bible is calling us to do. And it's, it's easy to be selfish. But Jesus didn't die for you so that you could be selfish, okay? He died for you to save you from your sins and to save you to a life that mimics him. 
that imitates him. And what did Jesus do? He loved people. Not with empty words, not with promises, but with real actions and with his life. And the Bible, I love, you know, we always talk about John 3.16. You ever looked at 1 John 3.16? It's a pretty awesome verse. Look what it says here in 1 John 3.16. It says, we know what real love is, okay? It's going to describe what real love is. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. And it goes on and says, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. We should imitate Jesus and what he has done. And it goes and gives an example here in verse 17. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, ask this question, how can God's love be in that person? It's an example. It's not the only way that we can, we can serve and love people, but it's an example. And it says this, dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's not just talk about it, but let us show the truth by our actions. And Jesus did just that. And I believe he is showing us today what it means to belong in a church. And what it means to belong in a church is, in, in some ways, very simply, we serve each other. Not only do we serve each other, but we serve other people outside of this church. And serving comes in many forms. I mean, there's, you can, from like physically serving people to being a prayer warrior. There's all sorts of opportunities to be able to, to serve. And here's what's amazing. God helps us. He doesn't just leave us empty-handed, Okay. So I want, you, I want you to put yourselves in the shoes of the disciples. Okay, back to our story, John chapter 13. Jesus washes the disciples' feet. He takes off that, that towel and he puts it, puts it down. He's got the, you've got the water basin there. You've got the pitcher of water. And then he goes on, and, and this is what happens in verse 12 of John chapter 13. After washing their feet, he, he put on his robe again and he sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? Like, do you, do you recognize, like, what just happened? He says, you call me teacher and Lord and you're right, you're right, <laughs> because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to also wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow, so do as I have done to you. Jesus, he doesn't leave these disciples empty-handed. Instead, what he does is he pretty much says this. He pretty much says, I want you to mimic me, I want you to model your life after me, and I'm giving you the tools to do it, Okay? So here is the pitcher of water, here's the basin, here's the towel. Now go and do that to each other, okay? He doesn't just leave them empty-handed. And I think this is an important thing for us to get, that when it comes to serving, everyone is gifted to serve. Every single one of us is gifted in different ways to serve people. God hasn't left you empty-handed and said, hey, I'm calling you to go do this thing, but man, you're just going to have to figure it out on your own, okay? You have to, you have to gain these these gifts on your own. No, God, he equips us in special ways. I always think about one of my favorite actors is Liam Neeson, right, in, in, in Taken, the movie Taken. And this guy had, he says he has, he has a special set of what? Skills, right? Special set of skills. He's not a guy that you want to mess with, okay? I mean, he's a bad dude. He'll mess you up, you know? In the same way, that's what God has done for us. Every single one of us, God has given us a special set of skills. This is what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12. It says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. We're all different, but God has given each one of us a special set of skills. And these verses, these passages right below it in 1 Peter 4, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12, describe those and talk about it, kind of list 
the different set of skills or gifts that God gives believers to be able to live out the mission that God has called them to. He equips us with these skills to use. But the problem is sometimes we don't. Sometimes God has gifted us in certain ways, but we don't actually use those gifts. Have you ever given someone a gift that like, man, you spent a lot of time and a lot of thought and it was a, it was a total surprise and you were super stoked about it. You're like, man, this is going to be awesome. And you give them this gift and they're like, oh, thank you so much. And they never use it. And it just sits in the closet. And worse, the worst is when it gets re-gifted, you know, later on, like a couple years later, you get it. You're like, wait, 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 I spent time and money, energy and thought I put into this thing and you don't even want it. You didn't even use it. I wonder how God feels sometimes when he has gifted each of us. And you know what I'm talking about. God has, has placed passions in your life, desires in your life, okay, some abilities in your life, certain circumstances in your life, influence in your life. And he says, use it. Use it. I've given it to you. And we're like, nah, not for me. That's someone else. And we throw it in the closet in our lives. And yet God is calling us to use those things. Well, here at Central, we have 260 people serving in our church in all different kinds of roles. It's pretty awesome. 260 people. Our staff spent a good portion of the week counting everybody up, okay, um, and, and figuring out how many people serve. And that's incredible. Like, it's the only, honestly, it's the only way that we get things done around here. I mean, you guys are the muscle and the joints and, and the bones that make things happen around here, that allows us to live for Christ, love people, and make disciples, to fulfill our mission. That's actually how it happens, not because of the staff. I mean, you guys are the real heroes and MVPs, and I applaud you. You guys are incredible. In fact, I want to show a couple of them right now, I and mean, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for this. So the first person I want to show you right here is uh, Michelle, okay? Michelle Ritchie, she's right down here. Um, Right there, and I apologize, uh, sorry. Uh, she didn't know this, but I want to just highlight some people that, that serve here at, at Central. And every once in a while, I'll throw something in my sermon just to say it, just to see how she'll respond as she's trying to sign um, right there. And uh, this is one of those moments, okay? So you can remember that one. But man, what an incredible ministry that she has. She has to stand or actually sit where she's at and face all of you guys, okay? I mean, that's scary to do that. But she does that because she loves the gift that God has given her. And she's using it. Did you sign that? Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> here's, here's, here's some more people. Here's, here's Ronnie and Margie. I, I love Ronnie and Margie. If you're ever having a bad day, just walk in the south entrance, okay? Right there. They're greeters in our south entrance. And every week, they're, they're just killing it. And Margie gives the best hugs, guys. I mean, it's awesome, okay? So... But it's what a great ministry they have of being the first impression for people. Because here's the deal. There's a lot of people who are struggling. And you guys are some of them. You come to church and you're just having a bad week, a bad day. Life is falling apart. You don't even want to show up. And you're like, you know what I'm going to? I don't know why, but I'm going to. And you get out of your car and you're walking up to the church and you're just like, mm, I may just turn around and get some coffee. I'm not sure about this. And look at the people that, that greet you. And show you just how much you are loved and needed and wanted here. What a great ministry. That's an awesome place to serve. And our connection team, they're killing it over there. Here's, here's another person. Here's Isaiah. Isaiah Halliday. He's, uh, he's uh, working. Uh, he's one of, our, one of our teenagers. And 
in second service, there's cameras everywhere. There's, there's sliding cameras going on everywhere. Sometimes the, the guys are up here on stage. There's cameras behind here. And it, we, we're able to produce our worship services and our sermons for the entire world on Facebook and YouTube. And it, it goes out. And we've got, I mean, I can't remember, I don't even know how many views we've had over the years. But it's all because, not because of what happens up here, but it's because of people serving behind the scenes. And it's pretty awesome to be able to use technology to get the gospel message out. It's a great thing for you guys as well. They get to serve the church because there are times when your kids are sick. Yeah, I know, you know. There's times when you're on vacation, driving home on a Sunday, and you just get your phone out and you start watching church. You'd never been able to do that before except for these guys that serve faithfully all the time. Here's another one in our kids' ministry. This is Carla. Carla is an incredible volunteer in our kids' ministry. And she doesn't have to do this. In fact, I can't do what she's doing. Like, I'm just, I'm just not good in that area. I went to one, like, kids' camp um, when I was a youth pastor. I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore, okay? I mean, when, when, when I'm, if I'm serving, all these kids aren't in the nursery, but if I'm serving the nursery and, like, there's that, you know, thing going on, and, and like, whatever way it's coming out, okay, I'm like, I'm done, okay? Like, just tag me. I'm, I'm out, okay? I, I can't do that. But some people can, and she faithfully serves in the kids' ministry and is changing people's lives. This is just a, a small fraction, obviously, of the people who are serving here at this church. 260 people, it's a lot of you. But guess what? That is only 55% of the people, 13 and older, who come to church every month here. Now, I went to AM, but I can do the math. That means that 45% of us don't. 45% of us don't serve. When you heard that number 260, probably like, that's all of us. It's not. It's not. And there are several reasons why people don't serve, and I get it. I'm, I'm not trying to call you out here. I'm just stating the facts. I mean, some of you guys are new. You know, you're just new here, and that's awesome. We're glad that you guys are here. But you can still serve, even if you're brand new. There's other reasons. I mean, you know, like, you, you just don't know how God has gifted you, and so, and so you, you haven't found your fit yet, and you're just kind of trying to figure things out. I, I get that. We want to help you today in that area. Or maybe for some of you guys, you're just hiding. I mean, if we're just honest, you're just hiding and resisting. And honestly, it's, it's really comfortable just to come to church and to be entertained and to be served. Yet that's not what God has called us to do. He's called every single one of us to serve. And I believe God is calling us to do something today. To take Two small steps when it comes to finding your fit here at this church. And the first step is this. If you want to write something down, you can. It's this. Just to say, say yes to the team. How simple of a first step is that? To say yes to the team. Because when you stay in the shadows, guys, when you just sit there as a, as a consumer, I'm telling you, you're missing out. Like there's more to church than just showing up and hearing something. Like, there is more to, to, to life than that. It's being Jesus to people, whether that is to a, a fellow Christian or to a lost person. We're called to be Jesus and serve people. But there's also some benefits to that, like, like this. Like, you're going to impact someone's life. I mean, that, what a great benefit that, that is, to impact someone's life. And you get to contribute to something that's bigger than yourself, you know? I mean, I think the idea of, like, changing the world is, is so... Um, consuming when you have to try to put it on your own shoulders, but we do this together, you know? The amount 
a weight that we could lift together as a group is incredible. And you get to be a part of something bigger than yourself. But I, I would say the, the coolest thing about serving sometimes is you get to find some real friendships. When we're talking about belonging and finding your fit here. Man, it's hard because you just you feel relationally like you're missing something. And when you serve on a team, it's pretty awesome because you get to find people that are just like you. And you get to spend time with them. You get to do life with them. And there's tons of opportunities, guys, for you guys to, to be a part of, of what's going on here at, at, at Central. There's, there's stuff in the kids' ministry. There's student ministry. There's worship and media and tech. And there's, there's outside stuff like maintenance and, and lawn care. We got a ball field that we need someone to take care of, okay? We're going to build it, but someone's going to have to maintain it, okay? Um, but there's, there's small groups you can be a part of. The hospitality uh, team, the connection team, there's tons of opportunities there. There's opportunities in missions and big events like our Christmas uh, event that's happening uh, in December. It's going to be fantastic and incredible and be the biggest thing we do all year and we need you. We need people. So here's how you say yes. If you have your phone, I want to ask you to take it out, and you can do this. You can scan this QR code that's on the screens, okay? It can take you to a simple form. We just want your name and phone number, pretty much. That's it, okay? Or if you want to do it in person, right back here in the, the central hub, as you leave this place, there's a, there's a table. There's going to be volunteers there. They'd love to, to give you a little a card that you could fill out and show you some different ways that you could begin serving here at Central. Really, really simple first step of just saying yes to the team. And I'll show this slide here again if, if, you, if you don't get it in time. But it's pretty simple just to be able to say, you know what, I'll, I'll do it. And what's going to happen is a staff member is going to contact you this week or next week. And they're just going to talk with you one-on-one. Ask you what you're passionate about, you know, and, and, and try to find the best place to, to fit you in and help get you started. You may be wondering, where should I serve? Like, where should I actually serve? Well, this leads me to the second step. Once you say yes, here's something you need to do. And this is kind of weird, but y'all just hang on with me, okay? Here's what you need to do. You got to serve like you're at a car dealership, okay? All right? I don't, don't think about selling cars. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you, when you go to a car dealership, you're looking for a car, what do you like to do? Do you, do you take like uh, your checkbook or a bag of cash and just say, I just want that one, ring it up? What do you do? You would take a test drive, don't you? You would take a test drive. And that's how you can serve here at Central is you can, you can take a test drive, okay? We're, we're, we want you, in fact, we want you to do that. We want you to, to get your feet wet. And just actually start serving somewhere. Because I once heard this, this is pretty, pretty a good way of saying it. It's better to serve somewhere than nowhere, you know? Instead of trying to figure everything out first, man, just jump in and try it out. Like, you know what? I'll try that. Let's see how it goes. And you can test drive different places to serve. Here's what's cool about, about that is that sometimes just getting started and serving, you might find what you're passionate about. And you might find what you're not passionate about, okay? <laughs> it happens. But that's great because if you figure out just how God has gifted you and wired you, rather than just waiting for everything to be figured out before you start serving. So, test drive. But when you pull up in your, your old car, what do you want to do when you're at the dealership? You want to trade it in, don't you? You're just praying that, like, a check engine light doesn't come on. <laughs> like, when you're trying, to, you're trying to, you know, trade it in, you know. I've been there, okay. So uh, you, you, you take, you do a trade-in. And here's what's cool. As your pastor, I want to tell you this. There's a lot of people 
in life, it happens, that you start serving. Some of y'all have been serving for a really long time. And you start serving somewhere out of, like, crisis moment and a sense of obligation. And you're a, a hole plugger, okay? You know the illustration of, like, a cartoon where the, the wall is about to be breached with water and there's a, there's a little hole and you go and... The, God puts his finger in that hole, right? And then there's another one that pops out over here. And so you get your, your, your toe in, in right there. And there's another spot and then like another spot and like your nose. Like you're, before long, there's not enough uh, places, right, to, to try to fill up the holes. And that's how a lot of us begin serving in the church is we see a crisis and we know we're not gifted in that. But we're like, I, I got to do it. You feel this obligation. But the problem is, is that 10 years later, you're still doing something you don't like to do. <laughs> Because you feel like no one else could do it. And you feel like you're, you're going to let the church down if you, if you say no. But here's what I'm saying. You can do a trade-in. That's awesome. Go and trade in. And you might just find a better fit. And so here's what I'm asking you to do. In a minute, when we, when we dismiss, you're going to have a chance to scan that QR code or you get to go back there and talk to people. If you've been serving here for a long time, but you're like, I'd like to find a new place to serve, then just fill out that form. We'll recognize that that's someone that serves. They're like, okay, I'm looking for a new place to serve, which is awesome because here's what happens. Here's, here's what the Bible says about, about finding your place in this, in this next verse in Ephesians 4. The Bible says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly, okay? But if you're in the wrong spot, the, bo- the, the, the body of Christ isn't fitting very well. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And then this 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the different parts of the body. Right? It talks about like, a, like an ear and a, and a nose. And you shouldn't be um, upset about, about the nose doing a certain thing when you're, you're an ear. You wouldn't, shouldn't be jealous and want to be like a, like a toe or whatever. Like There's specific spots for different people. But God has a plan for that, for everything to come together. But I, I love this, per, this verse that says, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. And if you're in the wrong spot, you might be, and God is like putting that on your heart of like, you know what, I need to find a, a, the right spot for me to serve because I feel like I'm not in the right spot. Maybe, I've, maybe you've outgrown that, okay? Maybe you start out in, in serving in that area and, and God has grown you and, and you, you want to serve somewhere different. And God has put that on your heart. Maybe God's putting that in your heart because there's someone else that needs to be in that spot, you know? Someone else needs an opportunity to serve and to grow. And so, man, you could do that. You could, you could, you could trade in your ministry. That's awesome. And you can also test drive ministries. But I'll say this. Just start somewhere. Start somewhere. Every part is unique and valuable and has its place. And when we're all in our fit then that's when incredible things happen. So let me, let me finish with this. Here's the invitation. Now, you don't have to be a member of our church. Maybe you just have been coming here and just checking this place out. You can still serve here. In fact, we want you to. One of the best ways to get plugged in at a church is start serving. We'd love for you to do that. But you can actually belong here. You can be a part of what God is doing here at Central. And so here's my question for you. Will you join us? Will you join us? 
Because the church needs you. It really does. We all got to serve and do our part. And when we do, man, it's amazing what God does through us. You know, Jesus was, he was once looking out at a crowd of people who were lost. Lost people, like sheep without a shepherd, okay? And I also think at the same moment he was looking out at, at his followers who needed care. And here's what he says in Matthew chapter 9. He says this to his disciples. He says, the harvest is great, but the workers are few, right? There's a lot of work, a lot of ministry, a lot of things that God wants to do through us, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. And that's what we're doing. We're praying and saying, God, will you use us? This is a call for all of us to find our fit, to find our place to belong. So I want to invite you to do that. As we dismiss here in a second, we'd love to talk with you. We'll be back there in the, the central hub. Love to talk to you about it. Man, scan the QR code if you just want to be, you just want to talk later about it. Just scan it, fill it out. We'd love to help you find a place for you to serve. Because when we all do that, incredible things happen. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for Jesus' example of, of serving and his desire to show us what it means to love people. And love is more than just talk. Love is more than just showing up and sitting in our chair. Love is an action. And God, you've called us to love people, to love our fellow believers, to, to love lost people. And so, God, we are we're asking for that. You would give us the desire to serve people because you've given us a desire to love people. Now, thank you so much for all the people that do serve. It's incredible. I pray they would remain faithful and continue. If there are some people who need to find a better fit, I pray that they would have the courage to do that. And that's awesome. That's okay. Because you get you got a plan for that. And for the 45% here today or watching online who aren't serving, I pray, Lord, that whether they're a teenager or they're a senior adult, that you would call them right now to find a place to serve. They'd fill out that that. A digital car to go and go and do one in the back as we leave to say yes to join the team and lord i pray that you would show them just how much you have gifted them to be unique and uniquely a part of this church to find a place to belong and find a place to fit and lord we pray for anybody in this room who doesn't have a relationship with you not only have they not said yes to the team they haven't said yes to you they never trusted you as Lord and Savior, and I pray that today might be the day as they hear the gospel that they would be convicted of their sin and their need for a Savior. They would see Jesus as the Savior of the world. They put their trust in you. I pray, Lord, there's people in here that they want to call Central Home, that they would take that step of faith as well. God, whatever you're calling us to do, may we respond in faith right now. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand for just a minute. We're going to have a, a song um, singing over you and singing with you. If you'd like to just worship, let's do that. If you'd like to deal with the Lord and pray, let's do that. If you'd like to fill out one of those cards, you want to go ahead and go back there, you can do that. If you'd like to talk to one of our staff, whatever God's calling you to do, right now is the opportunity and moment um, to do that. So let's sing together.
never fails will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the waiting the same god who's never late is working all things out you're working all things out yes i will lift you Thank you so much for joining us today at worship. We're so glad that you're able to join us. If you are ready to join us, hey, I wanna invite you next week. Come on, join us in service. Um, if not, that's fine. We love our online family as well. 
If you made a decision today, we would love to know about it. You can either put it in the comment section uh, or you could just email us at prayer at cbcawaso.org. We would love to hear about it. Remember, here at Central, we exist to live for Christ, love people, and make disciples. See you guys later.